Many financial planners do not understand the natural laws of money or how money works. We'll explain it all to you today. Stay tuned. From Philadelphia, the home of the Liberty Bell, Financial Freedom Radio starts now. Here's your host, Raymond Jewell. Welcome, everybody, to our FinancialFreedomRadio.com weekly show. Today, we're going to talk about the laws of money and how money actually works. And as I said on the intro, financial planners do not understand that. And I'm going to lay it out to you today, and you will it will be clear to you what they don't understand, and you will actually understand it better. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ray. How are you? Ah, dynamite, baby. <laughs> you got something against financial planners. I'm going out on a limb and saying that. You think? I, I just call me crazy. It's a little bit of Karnak psychicness here, but I just think you've got an issue with them. Well, you know, um, they, uh, they're good. They just, they just missed the mark on many things, you know, and, uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out. We're gonna work through uh, this. We're using the book uh, Leap. What's the title of it? Uh, Lifetime Economic Acceleration Process, written by Bob Castellone. Leap, and you could follow along if you want to buy the book. I I think there's limited uh, uh, copies left. You go to Amazon. I think they got a few, but uh, it's it's you, a good program. See. You've taken me through it a couple of times, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it works really well, and uh, it's very powerful. But before we dig into that, please share, like, and subscribe our podcast. Uh, we uh, we build our our radio, our listener base based on uh, and our viewer base based on referrals. So please help us out. Send your friends to this and uh, uh, and let them know that that this is a place that they can learn some good information. And uh, we'd really uh, uh, appreciate it. And also hit the bell, because when we put new podcast or video podcast out, new shows out, you'll be the first to know. And we do them once a week. They hit, this, they hit the, uh, uh, the internet at two o'clock on Friday. That's our, that's our deadline. Yep. So uh, you'll be the first to know if you if you make sure that bell is clicked down at the bottom there, and um, and, and if and you're not first, you're, you're last. <laughs> and you don't want to be last. Nope. So let's talk about eroding factors. I promised that we would pick up eroding factors uh, this week, and uh, and. We, we worked on it last week a little bit, but uh, let's talk about eroding, eroding factors. And, you know, just as the laws of physics uh, say that an object at rest will tend to stay at rest and erode over time, money, if money stays at rest, uh, it, it too will erode over time. And many, as I said earlier, many financial advisors, as well as most members of the public, do not understand the natural laws of money or how money actually works. Many people believe that they can create a successful financial plan by simply using mathematical calculations. 
uh, to meet uh, uh, their future needs and goals. And we talked about math is not money. Remember the oranges? Uh, but first, this is what they do. First, they calculate how much money they will need in the future. They get that calculation done. Second, they subtract what they already have. Third, they plug in a rate of return by assessing their risk, their risk tolerance. And fourth, they calculate how much money they need to put into the plan annually to make up for the deficiencies. So they already know there's deficiencies out there. And often I see many clients who have such uh, financial plans um, designed for children's college, uh, retirement, um, you know, whatever they're planning for. And they have these, these, these problems, although these plans really look great. You know, they wrapped in a, in a nice binder and uh, glossy cover, and they have all these bars and pie charts uh, inside. The novice eye will never pick up uh, the flaws or understand why the plan in all likelihood cannot work. So let's, let's look at the reasons why uh, such planning probably will not hold up over time and why using a plan like that may cause you not to meet or satisfy your real financial needs, goals, and desires. And this is a problem in today's day and age. Most, the most obvious fallacy of most financial planning today, yet one that it's overlooked by many consumers, is the impossibility in the long run to keep constant the mathematical assumptions used in the calculations. I'm going to read, I'm going to read that again. It's impossibility in the long run to keep the mathematical assumptions used in the calculations constant. These mathematical assumptions that people use when they create these plans include interest rates, investment returns, uh, inflation rates, and these assumptions are certain to change. Yep. And they wreak havoc on your financial plan. I mean, they mess it up. They, they just, there's no way you're going to achieve anything based on math and not taking into consideration these eroding factors. And that's what we're going to get into. You, you know, even if you were to, uh, conduct regular reviews of a plan um, and make adjustments to these to these assumptions, time uh, may not allow the plan to get back on course. Remember last week we talked about having only one exponential curve in life? You don't want to constantly relive everything you're trying to do. Here's a great example, and we saw this. For the if the stock market declines or income tax rates uh, take money away from your plan, uh, it may take years to recover. You can't reclaim time, so you lose time in your financial system that you're trying to achieve, and if you lose money you're losing time because you got to reclaim it and it 
may not be able to be done. You may not have enough time. Or worse, you may be required to put more money into your plan to get it up there where you want it. And that's not good either. Mm -mm. So why do so many well-meaning financial advisors develop financial plans for their clients that have a high probability of failure? Just think about that, Steve. That's, that's a very powerful question. Why do so many well-meaning, and financial planners are well-meaning. I've got no acts against the people. It's just what they are doing, the way they do it. It's wrong. Yeah. And why are so many well-meaning financial advisors developing financial plans for their clients that have a high probability of failure? They don't know. Uh, is it because other way to do it? Yeah. No, they don't know. Right, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, it's because uh, uh, they lack the knowledge and education to know how to create and build successful plans. Here's another fallacy: financial planning um, is it's the belief that mathematics is the only function needed in the financial design. That's not true. No. And, and many mathematicians have hijacked economics with their uh, uh, mathematical models. And you, uh, economics is an, uh, is an emotional science. There's too many inefficiencies and eroding factors that math never picks up. One of the greatest, uh, this is a rabbit trail and I'll try to get back on track, but Obamacare track. was a mathematical nightmare because it didn't, mathematically it worked out, but economically it didn't because it didn't take in the fact that, that many people may not do it. Its assumptions were wrong. Anyway, back on track. I think that's a big um, thing. To, I think that's a big point, though, and it, it speaks back to what you said before, where economics is not math and money is not math. There's so much more to an economic or a financial picture than just money. There's emotion. There's yeah. time. There's family. There, there's and and a lot of that stuff. You know, the financial planners, they all work based on mathematical models and things like that. I'm like, you, there's so many more variables you have to consider. That's right. That's right. Eroding factors, unknown yeah. variables. And we're going to try it. We're not going to be able to get through them all uh, today. We'll hit on a few. Um, Let's get through a few of them. Hit, hit on a few, on some later on, but we'll, we'll finish it up next. Excuse me. Next week. But... Uh, uh, Math is not the only function. Financial advisors utilize numbers uh, and mathematics to develop plans as if math were all that was necessary. Um, and many times you hear people say, show me the numbers. Uh, these poor old souls do not understand the natural laws of money. You know, I've said before, and you just said it again, math is not money. Four plus four is eight. The answer will always be eight because mathematics is a pure science. 
And, you know, we could study math with certainty that outcomes will always be the same number. But if we use handheld calculators uh, or a computer and we input it, it's always going to be eight. Four plus four is eight. The calculator will tell you that. But that does not hold true with money because there's other variables that will come into play. And, and, um, and we're talking about them now. Uh, a key concept is, uh, you know, and if you, if you take away nothing from this, this show today, uh, I hope it would be that money is not math and math is not money. Um, so let's look at eroding factors. And, um, there are many ways in which, uh, money erodes immediately you receive it. And over time, it starts to erode away. Therefore, you need to create defenses against the forces that can destroy your financial, um, your financial world. And uh, you know, you 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 want to uh, uh, you want to make sure that they don't hit you. Let's look at one of them: inflation. Over time, the purchasing power of money is eroded away by inflation. Uh, an inflation rate of just, here's some numbers. Steve, you'll love this because you're a numbers guy. <laughs> an inflation rate of just 3% can, can take $10,000 and, and uh, 3% will take your $10,000 and make 10,300 the next year. Conversely, it will cause it to erode away by $300 so that $10,000 will be $9,700. And if you have a 3% inflation rate, it will erode away your $10,000. So uh, over time, that $10,000 in uh, 30 years will be worth $4,120. So you've got to earn, that's a 59% uh, decline in purchasing power over that period of time. So you've got to constantly be struggling to offset inflation. So when you use math and you don't program inflation in, you're going to have a huge erosion. And it will erode away an enormous amount of wealth. So when you look at it, you want to make sure that you also, you have inflation programmed in there and inflation to growth and inflation in reverse when it takes away your spending power. So you'd constantly have to be getting better than 3% to erode away a 3% inflation rate just to break even. Just on inflation. Yeah, exactly. Just on inflation. Yep. So it's kind of like you're getting 3%, and I don't know where you can get that now. You've you been looking for uh, rates, and uh, the best you got was 1.55, right? Yeah, and then the week after I signed up for that account, they dropped it to 1.3. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Can't win. Uh, yeah. So you're not even keeping up inflation because let me tell you, inflation is running higher than they say it is. But even still, 1.3% is significantly better than 90% of the things out there that are like 0.1%. I get that. 
I get that, but it's still not keeping you it's ahead. It's still not enough, right? No. So let's look at taxes. Taxes are a huge. Taxes are greater than people know. Um, and it's one of the most serious wealth eroding forces that you face. And we have to always understand the government uses tax revenue to operate. And the tax laws are constantly changing. So no one knows what the future tax laws are going to be ever. And since the tax laws in the future are uncertain, any financial plan using today's tax laws to predict future outcomes is invalid and unreliable. So before the, and this is a good history lesson, before there was income tax, many families were able, people were able to build enormous amounts of wealth because they didn't have the government in their pocket. They didn't have that, that uh, silent partner always sticking their hand in your pocket <laughs> to uh, take money out. It's like having, having a partner just show up to work and saying, uh, you know, Steve, how about paying me? Uh, so I'll go away. And you keep paying them just to get rid of them. So we want to offset that silent partner. But before there was an income tax, in, income tax came around in 1913. People were building enormous amounts of wealth. But after income tax, and it started at 7%. Actually, I think it started at 1%. And then it started to grow. It went to 7%. And it was only to, supposed to be temporary to allow the government to clean up debt. But what happened? It did not become temporary. It became permanent. And so the average tax rate bounces around 30 to 40%. Um, it, it could be a little less because they keep changing. So... The first 30 to 40% or maybe 20%, depending on what your income is, or 10, goes to the government. That's that, that's that crazy uncle that shows up all the time and wants to get his money so he can go back out and hit the bars. <laughs> did you just call Uncle Sam a drunk? I don't know. Did I? I don't know. Might have an issue with that. Well. Well, a lot of crazy people in Washington, you know, it's the crazy uncle showing up with his hand out. And when he comes in the door, you go, oh, God, your heart starts racing. And, uh, you know, you think you think I'm kidding. Get a letter from the IRS and see what it does to you <laughs> before you even open it. Cause this thing's to pucker. Let's put it that way. Yeah, right. The income tax has become a tool for redistribution of wealth. And, and when they redistribute the wealth, they don't redistribute it evenly because our, our senators and our congressmen, they take a huge salary. Then you got all the government workers. By the time that thing gets down to benefits for the poor, it's very little left. So it's redistributing the wealth through the creation of social programs and, uh, you know, enhancement and enlargement of national defense and anything else you can think of that the crazy uncle wants to spend money on. <laughs> uh, you know, I heard that they, was, they have a, uh, had a, a abundance of welfare cheese all getting moldy in some warehouse, 60 million bars. And I think each bar is five pounds each, <laughs> 300 million pounds of welfare cheese. 
That's a lot of cheese. That's a lot of cheese. That's nacho cheese. <laughs> um, so uh, when we look at, at, at a fundamental part of any financial plan, we need a strategy to help prevent or minimize the effect of income taxes on wealth. And if you don't have any kind of plan like that, you're going to lose because significant amounts of money goes to pay taxes. Uh, you know, tax, and, and when you look at it, there are many income taxes, uh, saving concept you can use, but unfortunately most of them are tax deferral. And that that's not a good thing. A tax deferral is not a powerful weapon against income tax. It only delays them. And many retirement savings plans today use this tax deferral approach. And many people are disappointed when they go to retire because they got to pay taxes on the money. And usually the tax brackets go up. Now, let's look at taxes. There's many other taxes. There's state taxes. There's city taxes. Sales taxes. Excise taxes. Social security taxes. Real estate taxes. Drive down the uh, toll roads. That's a tax. You're making me sad. Car I know. Well, that's the goal. Because I can fix all that. So when you take all these taxes in account, you may, you're going to find that you're paying over 50% in taxes. Or at least 50%. If you're in a lower, if you're in maybe a 10% or 15% tax bracket, you're probably going to pay 30 or 40% taxes. So if you're making... Uh, $30,000 a year and you're paying 30% in taxes, it's $10,000, isn't it? No, that's $9,000, right? 9,000. Okay. Sorry. I missed it by a thousand. Um, you know, people just don't see the other taxes because money comes in, in one pocket and the taxes go out, out of the other pocket. So it gets, it gets mixed up in the, uh, in the pockets and people don't see it and they don't calculate it. But in any kind of plan, you want to offset it. Now you can't offset it directly because they're going to be there, but you can damn sure offset it indirectly. And we want to try to make sure that we offset it as best as we can. And that's why we need a model. So we're going to, this, I could keep going. So next time technological change, planned obsolescence, and we'll talk about all of that. We'll, we'll uh, finish up on the uh, taxes um, and, uh, and dig deeper into it. So the, the, the point of these shows is to make you think. And if you really want to get a better insight, we're doing one-on-one -on -one, half hours, as long as we can do them, personal appointments, all you have to do is go to RaymondJewel.com forward slash meet. It's up on the screen and you'll see, you can schedule a, a half hour appointment with me and I'll walk you through it. And I'll tell you a lot of what we do and see if it's right for you. If you want to, if you want to do it, it's good stuff. Uh, so don't, 
Duh, huh? I said it's good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And and we'll you know it's good to have personal. You can ask questions where you can't on a uh, on a video podcast like this. Right. So I want to thank you all for coming and uh, and and downloading and telling your friends about financialfreedomradio.com. Our goal is to make sure that we give you information that makes you think. I've always said before, Albert Einstein said, the mind that opens to a new idea never goes back to its original size. And also subscribe and ring the bell so that when these shows come up, they go right to you. You don't have to hesitate. Please share it with your friends. I hope you have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you next week, financialfreedomradio.com. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. If you want to learn how to create real sustainable wealth like the extremely rich people do, or maybe you just want to sustain the wealth you already have, you need to check out Dr. Ray's new book, Why the Rich are Rich. Ray's been coaching clients for 35 years and has completely unlocked the secret strategies that rich people use day in and day out to grow and sustain their wealth regardless of what's going on in the economy. His book is completely free and you can get it by going to whythericharerich.com and entering your email address. Again, that's whythericharerich.com. Head over there now.